You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. They play well together. They're coached well, so obviously they have a good scheme. Do a pretty good job. I haven't really had a game against the Patriots yet where I feel like I had you know, a game that I was hoping to have. So, you know, they obviously understand who's meant to do what and uh, who's who in the zoo, as we say around here. So, at the end of the day, you got to find ways to still make it happen and, and not use it as an excuse to not, you know, having certain guys be able to produce regardless. So, you got to get a plan together and execute it. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. I don't know about you, but I'm going to steal that line. That line from Devontae Adams from just the other day when he met with the media at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. He said, who's who in the zoo is what we say around here. I'm going to put that up on the wall at the radio station so everybody who walks by the office can see it and put that in the studio as well. Who's who in the zoo? Do you know who you are, and do you know who the ones around you are? I like that from Devontae Adams talking about facing the Patriots, which the Raiders will do coming up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, the show is always being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. We definitely appreciate them. If you're in town this weekend for the game or whatever the case may be, you want to go check out the Jewelers of Las Vegas and maybe get a little something-something put around your neck. Maybe get a little something-something to put on your wrist or maybe on your finger or maybe your lady's finger. Sir Whiskey Ray, talking to you, whoever the case may be, whatever the case may be, maybe a big birthday or anniversary is coming up and you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, bless somebody. The Jewels of Las Vegas is the place to do it. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show, but excited about the opportunity. Just left the Raiders facility just about, I don't know, about 30 minutes ago on my way uh, to the house to prepare for the show and get ready to uh, be with you for the next three hours. They had open locker room from around 12.15 to a little bit after 1 o'clock, so myself, Vinny Bonsignor, and a few others were, were in there. Vic Tafer, uh, you know, Harry Ruiz, and a couple other were in the, the locker room, had an opportunity to catch up to a couple players. Uh, got to talk to rookie Jacorian Bennett. Uh, from the sounds of it, and you'll hear this conversation on the show today, but from the sounds of it, he sounds like he's getting closer to uh, returning to action as he missed last week's game. Sounds like he feels pretty good, comfortable that he's going to be playing. Obviously, it's up to the coaching staff to determine if he's good to go or not, but in his mind, sounds like he's ready to go, and I'd love to see him get back out there. Would love to see, you know, Amik out there with him. Marcus Peters, right? Just you got to have playmakers out there. You got to have guys that can go make plays on the ball. Uh, of course, the more action that Jacorian Bennett sees, the better he's going to get, right? That's, I mean, it's just as simple as that. And uh, the rookie's going to need as much time on the grass as possible. So it's disappointing to see him miss last week. But of course, Amik Robertson did a hell of a job. Uh, not, don't think that Nate Hobbs is going to play again this week. So again, there's uh, opening up a a slot for someone to go and, and fill that void. We'll go over the injury report. We got that, tweeted that out a little while ago at R&R 920AM, at your boy Q254. And, of course, also uh, at Ari Produces. You can hit him up on Twitter as well. But we'll go over the injury report. But we talked to Jacorian Bennett. That was one of the guys we caught up with. Uh, Devon Diablo caught up with him. He's always willing to talk. And then Malcolm Kuntz. So all defense, all defense, and all defense. You'll hear from all three of those guys coming up on the show. At some point, we'll sprinkle it in here and there in between interviews and interv- in between conversations conversation that we have on Unnecessary Roughness. Speaking of interviews, coming up at 2.30, as we continue to prepare ourselves for the New England Patriots, the Raiders have been doing that, but we are preparing ourselves here on the radio station and getting as much intel on the Patriots as possible. Adam Kaufman will join the show from WRKO680 in Boston. Uh, He's a sports director there. He'll talk 
join us to talk all things Patriots, what he feels about the team, well, where they are right now as far as Bill Belichick goes. You know, how are the fans feeling? Think about this, and, you know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, I mentioned this the other day to Mike DeBate when I was uh, doing the, the Locked On Raiders podcast, the crossover edition, where I was, he's the host of the Patriots show, and I'm obviously the host of the Raiders show. And he said, yeah, this is something that fans aren't used to. And I said, welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the real world of the NFL, right? The Patriots and their fans have been spoiled for so long, winning on top of winning on top of winning on top of winning. Hey, man, come on back down to earth. Come on back down to earth, homeboy. Right? It's, it's kind of cool to see uh, a, a team that doesn't really know what, uh, you know, not great football is like come back down to earth. So we'll ask Adam Kaufman coming up at 2.30. You know, how are the fan base feeling right now? What do they want to do? I have a big-time feeling that they want to just move on from Belichick as quickly as possible, which is funny because you would think that he's earned the, the right to be there really as long as he wants uh, with all the championships that he has. But uh, you know how it is, man. Fans want to win, and they want to always win. They don't ever want to come off that perch. So uh, we'll talk to Adam Kaufman, all things Patriots, coming up at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. Vinny Bonsignor, uh, as mentioned before, he was in the Raiders locker room a little while ago, as I was. He'll join us at 3 o'clock to give us his thoughts on the silver and black. We'll talk about some guys like a Brandon Faye. On. Remember, he was put on IR. He's eligible to come back. Does he think that he's closer to returning? You know, are the Raiders starting to get a little bit healthier? We'll get his thoughts on Nate Hobbs, what he thinks about the Raiders' defense. Again, I want to give them a lot of props because they, in my opinion, have put kept the team in games. Four out of five games, the defense has been the reason why they've been in games. Now, they've only won two of those, but they've been in it. And again, my, my, uh, my point of view is that the defense has really done some good things to help them stay in games, and hopefully they're going to continue to get better and better and better. Matter of fact, that was a couple of questions that we asked to the guys in the locker room about that defense and if they have a chance to get better, if they see the, the light at the end of the tunnel where they're starting to understand what they're expected to do. So Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 3 o'clock. We'll talk all things silver and black with him. Of course, on Thursdays at 3.30, just like on Tuesdays at 3.30, we have Lincoln Kennedy, the great Lincoln Kennedy, will join the show. On Tuesdays, we review the game that just went by. On Tuesday, obviously, we talked all things Packers. Today, we'll talk all things Patriots. We'll move forward. We'll preview the Week 6 action. And it's, it's so weird to me. It's so wild to me for, to say Week 6 action. Like, think about that. We're already Week 6. We're already a third of the way through the season. Like, that's crazy. We spend all offseason. All training camp, building lists and talking about this, that, and the other, draft picks and what this draft class is going to look like and, you know, sleepers in the draft and free agency. And we spend all this time just to get to week one of the regular season. Then before you know it, by the time you blink, you might blink and get a drink of water. All of a sudden, it's week six. And now is the time you know who you are, right? The first couple weeks of the season, we're like, yeah, but it's early. They didn't have preseason. All right, look, Jack, if you haven't decided who you're going to be by week six, then you're just not going to be that team, right? I mean, it's just that simple. Like Denver plays uh, tonight against Kansas City. We know who Denver is, right? There's no mistake in it. They're not good. Simple. And Kansas City, who lost week one, and everyone thought, oh, man, they're not very good. Guess what? 4-1. Tied for the best record in the AFC, right? And, look, they're only winning. They're winning a lot of one-score games. Does it sound familiar? They're winning a lot of one-score games. So it's not the juggernaut machine that Kansas City's always been. They've got a lot of injuries, including Travis Kelsey. It looks like he's going to play tonight. But, I mean, they're, they're a team that could be got, no doubt. But at the end of the day, they're still where they need to be in first place. The rest of the AFC West, in my opinion, wide open like some old school TV antennas. I can see the Chargers losing to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I definitely believe the Broncos are going to lose tonight. 
see the Raiders winning on Sunday, all of a sudden you look up at the AFC West and you're like, whoa, hold up now. Hold up now. This team that didn't think they were very good, they're nipping on the heels of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you kind of know who these teams are going to be right around now. This is the sweet spot. Week six, week five, week six, week seven. After that, man, you know the old saying, uh, either poop or get off the pot? That's what it is. And, and that's not the saying, I know. But this is a family-friendly show, and I like to uh, abide to that. The people, the fine folks at the Jewelers of Las Vegas would appreciate if I, uh, if I keep it clean. And, and Ari would, too. <laughs> and we care about what Ari thinks. So uh, Lincoln Kennedy joins us at 3.30 uh, to preview this week's game against the New England Patriots. Then at 4 o'clock, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. He joins us, you know, once every few weeks. He'll join the show to talk about potential trades. The trade deadline's coming up October 31st. Diana Rossini from The Athletic, she put it out there that the Raiders were looking for edge help across from uh, across from Max Crosby now that Chandler Jones isn't there. Malcolm Kuntz, who we did get a chance to talk to in the locker room, has been doing well. A lot of Raider Nation has pointed that out. He's been doing well. He feels like he's doing well also. But there's some guys out there that could be made available, right? We just found out that Frank Clark is apparently out of Denver too. He's on his way out. They already got rid of Randy Gregory. This is when teams start selling off some of their players because, well, we're not going to be very good. So let's go ahead and shed some salary and shed some, uh, you know, and try to get some uh, salary or some draft capital back in return. Right or, or, or in Denver's position, it's like, okay, Sean Payton's deciding who works and who doesn't. Oh, this guy doesn't fit? All right, we'll move on from him. Oh, this guy doesn't fit? We'll move on from him. I didn't bring him in. Not my guys. I'm not responsible. Right? There's a chance that guys are moved on from in, in New York with the Giants. Right? Brian Dayball and company. So there's, there's a lot of potential trades that are out there, and uh, I've been wanting to talk to Brad Spielberger about this for a, a couple days now, so happy to have him come along for the ride at 4 o'clock for Pro Football Focus, our good friend. So as you can tell, we have a hell of a lineup, plus you're going to hear from Ja'Korian Bennett, you're going to hear from Devon Diablo, you're going to hear from Malcolm Koontz. We don't take days off. We don't mail it in. We don't BS our way through a three-hour show. We give you three hours and 30 minutes worth of three hours show, right? I want to end the show each and every week, every, each and every day, as a matter of fact, with too much stuff. I want to tell Ari, damn, we didn't get to this, or damn, we didn't get to that. That's when you know you had a successful day is when you don't get to something. When you're grasping for straws at the end of the show, that's when it's a problem. We ain't going to have no problems, not those kind of problems. I got plenty of problems, but it ain't going to be those kind of problems around here. Also, our week six NFL picks, we got to get those in. We'll do that around 430, and whoa, boy, oh, boy. You want to take? You want to talk about taking the L? Your boy took an L in week five. Man, what was I? Already seven and seven? Is that what my record was? I, I was afraid you wouldn't ask. Yes. That yeah. Was no, I'm record. gonna. Hey, look, man. Hey, it's my bad. You know, I, if I could brag about my good weeks, I gotta, I gotta tell about my bad weeks. Ari, you had a better week than me. What'd you do? Nine and five? I did. Yeah, but that also shows you we're we're both down a few games than than normally. So. Yeah, man. I, like, you I, more I, than me, but yeah. Yeah, no. That, I, hey, dog. I took L after L. I, I kept looking up at the game results. I was like, damn, I lost damn. that one too. Damn, I lost that one too. Even the perfect example, the Steelers and Ravens game. The Ravens were dominating that game, right? They were dominating. Now, they weren't dominating on the score, which is all that matters. But they were, I mean, they were more physical than the Steelers. Steelers couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked like he was on his way to a good day. Then all of a sudden, the wide receivers acted like you. They started putting the ball on the ground. They started acting like they had no athletic ability whatsoever. He throws a terrible interception in the end zone. And I'm watching this, and I was like, you know what? They're going to mess around and lose this damn game. And, well, they did. And that's exactly how NFL games go. And then the Saints, for example. I didn't think they were going to blank the Patriots. I didn't. I just didn't think, you know, I, their offense had struggled. They had been on the struggle bus just like the Raiders. And all of a sudden, they go and put up 34 points. 
and blank the Patriots. And I know they have a good defense, but come on. So that was a game that surprised me. Matter of fact, I think I got my picks around here. So, oh, I do. How about that? How convenient. I yeah, have them um, here too. <laughs> let's see. Houston and Atlanta. I fell for the banana in the tailpipe that was the Texans. Thought that, you know, the C.J. Stroud Same. train and, and you know, D'Amico Ryan's train was going to be one to good be on. Clearly I was on the wrong track. Uh, let's see. Another L that I took. Uh, Cincinnati and Arizona. Uh, Cincinnati, they needed that win bad. They got it. That was a big-time victory for them. So, yeah, there was – Washington, Chicago to start the week off last Thursday when Dick Buckus died. You questioned it. Hey, do you think Chicago comes out and plays inspired? Nah, not that team. They're terrible. Yeah, that was a fat L I took, too. All so. downhill from there. It really was. <laughs> so, yeah, two weeks ago, I was 12-4. and four. Last week, 7-7. Seven and seven. So, that tells you what it's like in the NFL. So, we'll get our week three or week six NFL picks coming up at 4.30. So, as you can tell, man, we got a lot of fun. A lot of uh, good stuff to get to on today's show. Adam Kaufman at 2.30, Vinny Bonsignor at 3, Lincoln Kennedy at 3.30, Brad Spielberger at 4, and, of course, throughout the course of the show, we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. As we get into the opening drive, I'm going to go ahead and throw this PSA out there real quick at the top of the show. This PSA comes by way of my guy, Sir Whiskey Ray. And since I called him out at the beginning of the show, I figure it's only right. He sent this text in on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. Think about this, anyone who's thinking about coming to Vegas or maybe is in Vegas right now and wants to go to the game on Sunday. Sir Whiskey Ray says, good afternoon on this beautiful Thursday, gentlemen. Game day in less than 72 hours as I'm pumped for my visit back to Vegas for the game. Of course he's coming back. Let me start off by saying big props to the new website. It looks fantastic. Getting back to this Sunday's game, this is a game that we have to win. The Pats have been outscored 72-3 to the last two games. No excuses. This is a must-win game to get us back to 500 on the season. And then, this is the PSA part. Q, I've got three extra tickets for sale for Sunday's game, selling below face value. If anyone's interested, Ari has my info, and he'll be happy to pass it along to any buyers. Q, time to run for now, but can't wait to get in town come Saturday. Hoping to meet up sometime this weekend. Let's go, Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And I thought that I'd pass that along because, well, one, he's trying to sell tickets that he has that are extra, and he's trying to do what? Sell it to Raider Nation. Try to sell it to a Raider fan. So for everyone complains about not having enough Raider fans in the building and you want to go, there's your opportunity right now. So my man Ari is standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. If you're interested, have any kind of interest, if you you know start to tickle your fancy a little bit, whatever, hit him up and, and find out, and he'll, he'll pass along the information that's needed. But I thought that that was good looking out from Sir Whiskey Ray's part, trying to put some more Raider Nation in Allegiant Stadium come Sunday. And, yeah, the Raiders have an opportunity, my man to become 500, and I think that that's a game changer. And really, it leads right into my topic I have for the opening drive. So the question is, how will the outlook on this season change for you if the Raiders win on Sunday and improve to 3-3 three and three overall, or does it not change at all? I think it's a real simple question. Real simple. How will the outlook on this season change for you if the Raiders win on Sunday and improve to 3-3? Three and three? Or maybe you're someone that says, you know what, Q? It don't matter. It's just another game. And I'm going to sit back and continue to watch and monitor. I'll tell you, for me, if they square this thing up at 3-3, three and three, knowing that the offense has been on the struggle bus the way that they have, knowing that I've come on this show and given more props to the defense so far this season than, than I ever have probably, 
And that's not me trying to slight him. That's just me being honest. I think that all of a sudden it does change the outlook because then I feel like, and this is just me, this is not me trying to pump sunshine and try to make you change your stance or make you change how you feel, your opinions, yours, mine's mine. I just think if they can find a way to square things up this weekend, I know the Patriots haven't scored much, just like Sir Whiskey Ray said. They've been outscored 72-3 to in the last two games. None of that matters, in my opinion. None of that matters. You can't even think about that because you could end up being that, that team. I mean, I, said, I threw the stat out there yesterday. 34 offensive drives, no touchdowns in a row. 34. Hell, that don't mean that the 35th drive they get ain't a touchdown. It just doesn't. That's just how the, uh, the NFL goes. That's how football goes. They can get the ball, first play, go deep, boom, touchdown. All right, well, that ends that streak, right? I mean, that's just, that's just how quick things change in the NFL. But knowing that the Raiders are at home, knowing that they're coming off a game where they, their defense played really well, in my opinion, were able to pick up the dub, really save their season, if they could go and square things up, to me, it'll make me feel like, you know what, the defense is getting better and the offense is having time to get better. When I covered high school football like a glove back in Central Texas, I covered a program called UMHB. It was uh, University of Mary Hardin Baylor. And they weren't great offensively. They weren't. But their defense was, was dope, right? They, they were fantastic defensively. And their coach, Coach Pete Fredenberg, used to tell me all the time, Q, my defense allows my offense to not panic, not hit the panic button and feel like, oh, my gosh, we got to score right now. We got to score because, well, the defense ain't going to be able to hold nobody. My defense allows me to have that opportunity. Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders are that team where their defense is just shut down and like the Niners, right, where they can allow a team to or their offense to get comfortable. But if their defense continues to play even at the level it is right now, which, again, it's only giving up 22.8 points per game, that's middle of the pack. If they continue to play at that level, that allows the offense to get in the lather and get going and get things figured out, right? Jimmy's got to play better, bottom line. There's no doubt. He's got to play better. Offensive line has got to be better. The weapons are there, but they've got to block for Josh. They've got to allow him time to get the ball to Jacoby, allow him time to get the ball to Devontae. Would love to see Hunter, but I'm not counting on it, and would love to see Michael Mayer involved as well. And, oh, by the way, they have speed in Trey Tucker and uh, DeAndre Carter. And the funny thing I heard about Trey Tucker, and this is nothing that was like, a, you know, some, some big bulletin board material or anything. I heard that from what most people are saying about Trey Tucker that know him really well or have practiced with him or have coached him up, he's at about 75% right now, his speed. He's not even running at 100% right now just because he got a little banged up. If you remember last uh, Monday night, he got banged up. He got to hurt his knee a little bit. So he's running at like 75%. I don't know if you saw him run. Raider Nation, he's fast. <laughs> he's got wheels. So if his 75% is what we're seeing right now, can you imagine when he gets up there and he gets up to full speed? He's going to be incredible. But they've got to get that involved. That's got to get involved in the offense. If it doesn't, well, then there's a problem, right? I mean, they've, they've, they, they drafted him for a reason. They brought in DeAndre Carter for a reason. Those two guys have a lot of speed. You've got to find a way to get them involved. But if the Raiders approve the 3-3, three and three, I'll be very encouraged about the direction that, that this team could go. Because, again, I'm not looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and saying, well, the Raiders got to go win the division. I'm just saying, just stay there around second. Battle with the Chargers. You know you can beat the Chargers. There's no doubt. You know you can beat them. You know you can beat the Broncos. All right, that's two out of the, the, the three teams in your division. If you can stay around that second place, who knows what can happen. You might, you might get that wild card spot. You get that wild card spot, you're in the playoffs. That's just how I'm looking at it. Again, it's six weeks. I know some are looking at the draft already. I'm not. Not worried about the draft. 
and the players in the locker room don't give a damn about this draft. They don't care about none of that right now, I promise you. So we'd love to hear from you at 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r Don't forget, Adam Kaufman, WRKO680 in Boston, will join us coming up at 2.30 to talk all things Patriots. But let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? Hey, man. Oh, gosh, rewatching Max the other night again and seeing this defense. I, Q, Max is hurting these boys, man, and, and that's what they need. They're hearing us on the radio, Q, because that defense is playing with the tear on fire. But but we got to go against the top competitor, Q. I want to see us against an elite quarterback. We've had a little bit of slacking. <laughs> there ain't no elite quarterback coming to town this week, dog. The, the, know, the quarterback's not elite. Hey, <laughs> the only thing elite that we need to worry about is getting – Giving Belichick that elite ass-whooping. Yeah! Yeah, that's what we need to be focused on this week. Another Mad Max game, but all 12 of them out there playing with their hair on fire. Because, I mean, look at 21. Look at Amik, man, when he came in and made that play in the backfield. Like a lightning bolt. Boom! On him! That's what I'm talking about, Q. So, we know the quarterback it is what it is right now. It's still an iffy. It's still an iffy right now because we know we don't have the quarterback of the future right now. But if we can just play together, keep on making the next play cue. It's fun watching football when you're having fun. It's fun watching football when everyone's making plays. It's fun watching football when the guys are smiling, man. When our heads are down and we ain't into the game, it ain't no fun. Let's just keep making that next play cue. Thank you for taking my call. We'll holler on Friday. Holler All at right. you, buddy. There he goes, passionate Raider right there. And, yeah, winning's fun. I say it all the time. Winning is fun. Uh, got a text from the 605 on the dobebroke.com text line. If it's another ugly win, my outlook won't change. If the win looks good, I'll have a better feeling about this season. I think this will be the game. Josh Jacobs will break out and have a great game. And uh, that's from, again, the 605 on the dobebroke.com text line. And I'm like Max Crosby. Max Crosby said, I don't care about what it looks like. An ugly win is an ugly win. But I understand what you're saying. You, you won't feel like the improvement's there if it's ugly. But, um, you know, I think that every team is going to make most games look ugly, right? I mean, there, there's just there's not a whole lot of four-quarter games being played these days. Even though I talk about playing four-quarter games all the time, you look around the league, a lot of teams, man, they, they'll play a good solid three-quarters or they'll play a good two-quarters. It's just it's tough, man. It's tough to have that game that's pleasing to the eyes. But I understand where you're coming from. Thank you so much for the feedback. I definitely appreciate you. Jason in Maryland said getting a three-and-three three gives us a chance. But – Big improvement will still be needed to get through November and December. There's no doubt about that. Jason, thanks for the text. Yeah, you're right. They're nowhere close to where they need to be. But 3-3 three and three squares them up back at, like, zero as far as I'm concerned, right? It gives you a chance, like you said. And that's all you ask for is a chance. All right, you're 3-3. Three and three, You take it one game at a time, and you try to stack as many dubs as possible. And when it's all said and done, you look up and say, okay, hopefully we have more dubs than we have else, <laughs> right? But – Again, it's October, and now you got to start making moves, and then everything that happens in November, December is really what it's all about. But this is, this is where you got to start making your moves, start to show who you're going to be. So thank you so much for that. Let's get one more quick call in. Let's go out to Jersey. Talk to our guy, Gerald. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Gerald? How you doing? Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just say this. Um, I don't, it's not going to change my mind. My optimistic, okay. days are, my optimistic days are over for this team. I think – Okay. I think Josh. I think Josh McDaniels is not a very good coach. Uh, he's turned Hunter Renfro into absolutely nothing. Went from a Pro Bowl wide receiver to nothing, sitting on the bench doing nothing. Uh, can't figure out a way to use him. 
the defense is horrible. I love Max Crosby. <laughs> He's, 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 they how have, is it they, horrible? They, Hold on, I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but how is a defense horrible when they've given them four chances to win games? I'll tell you, they played the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love. That's okay. how they're. They, I don't. Okay, what did they do in a game before that? And the game before that, this team has always been this way. It always comes down to the quarterback having to get him a win. You know what I'm saying? It's Derek Carr. Nine years of that. The quarterback didn't get him a win on, on Monday night. The defense got him a win. I know. No, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. But it was the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love played horrible. And like I said, if, if okay. they come out and lose to this team, if they lose to this team, you tell, you're telling me you don't think Josh McDaniel should have his job taken away from him? I'm like I, I, it don't matter to me who the coach is. Honestly, we could do this every day if you want. We could spend two and a half hours on should he or should he get fired. Look, at this point, I don't care. There's six games into the season, man. I just want to see this damn team win, right? That's all I care about. You're so hung up on the coach that you can't see the positivity. The defense is playing at a high level. They're average. They're middle of the pack defense right now. They're averaging giving up 22.8 points per game. That's it. That is it. They're giving this team a chance to win. I don't care if they're playing Russell Wilson. I don't care if they're playing uh, uh, Jordan Love. I don't care if they're playing Kenny Pickett. I don't care if they're playing Mac Jones. You play who you play, man. Come on. They're not horrible. That's terrible. That's a terrible take. And I don't normally say that that's a terrible take, but that was a terrible take. Give the defense some credit, man. They went out there and, and won that game on Monday night. Three takeaways. Max Crosby was AFC Defensive Player of the Week. You don't get that award because you're horrible. You don't. That's that's a terrible take. I like I said, I normally won't say that to you, but that was awful. That was bad. Two twenty five at the time. Adam Kaufman, WRKO six eighty. He'll talk about the Patriots and see what he has to say about them and the Raiders. It's Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. That was the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty a.m. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury; it's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at Porta Subs. Adams, you know, this guy's a tremendous player. He can do a lot of things, and he can get deep and can take it behind the defense. So, uh, really, he's good at all three levels, the first level, the intermediate level, and, and, you know, can take it down the field. So, um, definitely a guy we got to stop here. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick talking about Devontae Adams and how he's dangerous, how they got to stop him, how he can get behind the defense. He can make some things happen. He only had four targets on Monday night against the Packers. Got all four completions, but you would assume that you'd see more volume, more passes thrown his way coming up Sunday versus the Patriots. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And joining us now on the phone lines to talk about those Patriots is Adam Kaufman from WRKO 680 in Boston. And, Adam, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you, my man. And obviously the Patriots sitting there at 1-4. and four, Nobody's happy about that overall record. But how is the fan base feeling right now? Because this is uncharted territory for them. 
they're they're ready to to riot basically. <laughs> I mean, the, the fans are to your point. I mean, it's the 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 overwhelming sentiment from people that I talk to, whether it's you know friends or people in the business or just fans or whoever. It's I, I just keep hearing, man. So. This is how every other team felt for the last, you know, 20-plus years before at least Tom Brady was uh, sort of sent on his way. Patriots are, uh, you know, in, in the the depths of mediocrity, and, and honestly, to call them mediocre might even be uh, a compliment right now, the way they're playing. They're coming off of two games in which they were obliterated by the Cowboys in Dallas. Now, no surprise that they lost, but to lose the way they did – obviously was not something people saw coming with the defense that they have or at least had before Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez went down. And then in what really felt like kind of a must-win, get-right spot back at home against a, a Saints team that is not very good and had, at least we thought, a banged-up Derek Carr. He wound up looking pretty good, but a guy that came into the game not looking so sharp, they get shut out. It was literally Bill Belichick's worst career coaching loss with the Patriots, followed by his second-worst career coaching mm. loss back-to-back weeks. They've been outscored 72-3 to these last two weeks. And, you know, talking to people both on the Patriots' side and, and out there in, in Vegas on the Raiders' side, nobody really knows what to make of this game other than to say maybe the under is just the way to go because <laughs> these are really two, you know, floundering offenses. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Patriots have scored 20 points once this season. The Raiders haven't scored 20 points yet this season, right? And that really has surprised me with all the weapons that they have. And Coach McDaniels, as you very well know, is an offensive guy. But for the Patriots, what is it going to take, in your opinion, to get this offense jump-started? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to Mac Jones needs to be what they thought he was going to be this year, which was more like what we saw his rookie season under Josh McDaniels versus in that disaster of the sophomore year where you got a defensive-minded guy in Matt Patricia and a special teams guy in Joe Judge running the offense, the Patriots went out and, you know, we were saying it, I was saying it, the the biggest offseason acquisition they made was bringing in Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator, and so far it has been embarrassing. You know, Jones looked good week one against the Eagles. You know, certainly it was, it had upset potential against the defending NFC champs. And every week it has just kind of gradually gotten from a little bit worse to a whole lot worse. And the offense, it's it's bad enough that the offense, just to call it what it is, doesn't have much talent to begin with. But to then have so many self-inflicted mistakes and errors to where Mac Jones, I mean, his confidence is shot. I don't know if if he is ever going to be a good NFL quarterback again. I'm just not sure it can even happen in New England playing Oof. under Bill Belichick against a, you know for a guy who is just now for a couple of years not really showing a whole lot of confidence in him and you see him out there on the field these last couple of weeks especially against the Saints and as as the expression goes seeing ghosts, you know, he he was reacting jumpy, fidgety, as though there were guys around him even when there weren't. He's become a turnover machine, a pick-six machine. It's really bad, and it's unfortunate. You guys know real well out there, Jacoby Myers was a guy, and I was shouting it from the rooftops at the time, they had to bring him back. He was a chain mover here. He was a guy that was reliable. He was Mac Jones' favorite target. They opted to let him go for reasons that, I don't know for a fact, but I would just guess went a little bit beyond football gave the same contract to Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been an unmitigated disaster here. 
Yeah, that's that was that blew my mind. It really did. I know how good Jacoby Myers is, and he's been everything and then some so far for the Silver and Black through a first handful of games. So let me ask you this: When it comes to Mac Jones, is he a guy that you feel like the rest of the season is really kind of playing to prove that he is that franchise guy in New England? I think he has to be because you guys know how this works. You know, you you get to a certain point, and he's in year three, where you have to decide: Okay, are we going to? give him the fifth-year player option right around the corner. Is is this a guy that sort of what the Giants were going through for a couple of years with Daniel Jones, where Bill Belichick has to be sitting there, and I don't know how far he away he is from either retirement or potentially losing his job. Bob Kraft, is the, own, the owner, has come out repeatedly and said uh, he does not like losing, and uh, you know, pretty soon words only mean so much. He's going to have to take action if this continues, but the team is going to have to decide whether that's Kraft, Belichick, a combination of the two. Can we really give Mac Jones $40 million a year? Oof. I mean, is, is he a guy that you can justify giving that contract to, or do you have to either make a move for another another established guy? You know, obviously didn't really work out with the Cam Newton experience uh, a couple of years back, but uh, or do you Go back into the draft. This is not a team that's going to tank. You know, it's not going to be one of those like what we thought the Cardinals were going to be this year. (laughs) You know, actively tanking for Caleb Williams. That's not the Patriots. That's not going to happen. But it would seem like they need to just kind of go back into the draft. And even if it takes a few years, you you kind of teams do it. You just keep going until you you hopefully hit the right guy because you can't give the wrong guy forty million dollars a year just because he's in the system. No, you can't. That's, I mean, that's a $40 million-plus uh, question that they've got to answer, and you've got to get that right. If you don't, you could be in a bad position for some years to come. I mean, look what's going on in Denver. They're trying to figure yeah. out their situation with their high-priced quarterback. Again, we're talking with Adam Kaufman from WRKO 680 in Boston, talking all things Patriots. So when it comes to the fans, do they feel like it's time for Belichick to, to move on? Like, Do they feel like he's lost his fastball? So – the short answer is yes, uh, and, and I'm not going to say that's 100% of people. There's certainly still those remaining either in Bill We Trust People, as people like to say around here, or just you know people who are grateful for all that was for a couple of decades, which is just an absurd run of, of dominance and want to see them hang on to him as long as possible. Hopefully you're competitive and he can chase down Don Shula's record and get that here and then go off into the sunset. There are plenty of people, including, I would say, Robert Kraft, that want to see that happen. But there's also a lot of impatience from people that remember what it was, see all the parity around the league. I mean, there are only a handful, if that, of truly great Super Bowl contending teams, in my estimation. But there are a lot of teams that are also just good, and the Patriots are not one of them right now. They're they're not a you know, a, a top half of the league team in this moment. And at the very least, you know, to, to be a team that in a, a competitive division at least competes for a wild card spot, I thought they would be coming into this year, and maybe they'll get it right and they still will be. But right now, clearly, that is not the case. And so, yeah, there is impatience for sure on the part of the fan base. Uh, and part of that is, you know, Bill Belichick's own doing. I'm not saying deliberately, but... Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Belichick, remember, is also the general manager. And right. Bill, the GM, has been cutting off Bill, the coach's, you know, legs at the knees for years since Tom Brady was still here. In fact, he's just, he's not a good general manager. He's not a good evaluator of talent. He, he hasn't been in a long time. He can coach guys up 
like you read about. He's still, I believe, a very, very good, if not upper echelon head coach. But as far as, you know, an evaluator who, who either puts together his staff and certainly, you know, acquires talent, drafts talent, he's lost his fastball that's been gone for years. Again, we're talking with Adam Kaufman here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness, talking all things Patriots as they travel to Vegas uh, to take on the Raiders on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. I wanted to ask you about the defense. Christian Gonzalez was a nice, young-looking rookie, looking like he was making some plays out there. He's gone, torn labrum. They bring J.C. Jackson back. Of course, Judon's gone. What is the state of the defense right now? So even when they had those guys, to me, and I've been saying this for a couple of years, I know Gonzalez wasn't here last year, but for a couple of years I've just sort of been referring to them as paper champs. You know, I think you know, they, they get the grades from pro football focus. Statistically, they've been really good, but ultimately when they really need a stop against a good team, they just can't get it. And, and that's been the case, again, well before this year came around or before those injuries came around a couple of weeks ago. And the fact that you have lost, without question, your top two defensive players, it's not good. <laughs> you know, again, I don't think the Raiders are going to go out and, and score 30-plus points, but I would have said the exact same thing to you about against the Saints, and, and that obviously went out and happened. So uh, it's it comes back to what we were just talking about, a, a, a poor degree of talent evaluation, and I, I don't know – I don't know at this point how you get it right without making a change. And that doesn't mean Bill Belichick needs to go, but it does mean he needs to lose a certain level of control that he's had for a very long time, which if that happens, if Kraft were to elect to try and do that, he, he may decide on his own that it's time to go. So let me ask you this. For them to get a victory on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, what do you think has to go right besides it sounds like everything for the Patriots? Yeah, I'm not saying they need to go out and play the perfect game because I, I don't think they're a, a bottom-five team in the NFL or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think the advantages – there are advantages on both sides, which maybe just become a wash. And by that I mean Bill Belichick going against Josh McDaniels. They're incredibly familiar with each other and each other's styles. Belichick obviously is incredibly familiar with Jimmy Garoppolo, with Jacoby Myers, among others. And McDaniels, incredibly familiar with Mac Jones and what makes him tick and, and so many other guys on that offense, not to mention the defense as well, just from practices and, and going against them. So, you know, I think at a, a certain point, some of that stuff just kind of cancels each other out. But, you know, at, at, at that point, you, you look to sort of look at what what you have out there on the field. Devontae Adams, as you well know, is is not right. And on top of that, Bill Belichick, you would think, I mean, he has a tendency to take away other teams' top options. Uh, we always talk about it with a guy like Tyreek Hill when he comes in. You expect it's going to be a Jalen Wall game. In this case, I think, you know, revenge narrative is in play for Jacoby Myers. I don't mm-hmm. think Devontae Adams is, is going to go nuclear in this one, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see a 100-plus yards and a touchdown on Jacoby Myers. But in terms of you know the the Raiders. This is a lousy defense for sure. It is a bad defense. It's one of the worst defenses, maybe the worst that the Patriots will have seen so far at this point in the year. And also a very bad run defense. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel can find a way to to actually have a good game, which we really have not seen so far this year. And again, if if Mac Jones just he, he doesn't need to go out there and and be elite. He doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. He needs to not throw his team under the bus. He needs to right. not throw the ball to the other team. You know, don't make mistakes. Just just don't be turnover prone, and the Patriots can, can go in there and steal this game. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's what the Raiders will be looking for. You know, those turnovers that you mentioned, they're starting to get them. It hasn't come fast enough, but they've got three last week, uh, one the week before that. So that's what they're looking for. That's their, that's their bread and butter, hoping Max can get home and, and maybe create some turnovers on the back end. What, what about the offensive line? What, is that, what kind of shape is the offensive line? As, as you know, Max Crosby coming off the AFC Defensive Player of the Week award, he's going to always come at 110 miles an hour. Uh, what is the offensive line shaping up like right now? I'd have trouble sleeping if I were Mac Jones. <laughs> the, the, the offensive line is awful. It's been terrible all year, whether because of injuries or just underperformances. And it was a concern going into the season, justifiably so. We've come to learn it's, it's maintained. You know, Trent Brown has, has not been good enough. Others have been hurt. Uh, Cole Strange, a first-round pick a couple years ago, has, has not been you know someone who's been up to snuff in his opportunity. It's just been... Uh, it's it's been bad. It's you know the offensive line of of all the different things that we have been talking about. The offensive line is arguably their biggest problem. And so you know if if you're Max Crosby, you got to be salivating at yeah. uh, at the potential of getting to Mac Jones for sure. But uh, they're going to have to try and find some way to protect him. Yeah, no, they will. They will. Like I said, Max Crosby, you know what he's going to bring. Can someone else, you know, compliment him? That's the question. But uh, Max Crosby's always going to bring the heat. Adam, fantastic stuff as always, my man. What are you uh, working on? Or uh, how's the phone lines there in uh, Boston talking Patriots? How's everything going there? Uh, everything's good. We got, as you well know, you've been on with us. We got the gambling show every night, and so uh, you know we we talk quite a bit about this game last night, and uh, you know. We'll, over the next couple of nights, be doing more of a, a league-wide focus into the weekend uh, as we, you know, sweat our bets during Thursday night football <laughs> tonight. But uh, all's good, man. We're just trying to make some money around here. <laughs> I heard that. What is it? The Raiders? What minus three in this one? Is that is that right? Is that the right line, or is it minus two? Uh, la- last I saw was two and a half. Okay. Uh, the uh, the the Raiders were were favored, and, and again, I I bet the Patriots. If if you can give me the Patriots at two and a half, three points, uh, I, I just, it's a good value spot. There you go. Value is what it's all about. You're trying to win that money, Adam. Fantastic stuff, man. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of time. I definitely appreciate you. We'll talk soon. My pleasure. There he is, Adam Kaufman right there, WRKO680 on Twitter at Adam M. Kaufman. That's at Adam M. Kaufman. Definitely appreciate his time this afternoon. Speaking of time, it's 2.45. When we come back, we'll hear from somebody from the Raiders locker room, either Jacorian Bennett, Divine Diablo, or we'll also have Malcolm Kuntz. So uh, one of those guys, and, of course, we'll hear from you as well. Uh, coming up next, we close out our number one of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. With your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got Vinny Bonson York coming up at the top of the hour to talk all things silver and black. Right after Vinny, we'll have Jacorian Bennett from the Raiders locker room earlier today. Myself and Vinny both talked to Jacorian, so it'll be great to go from Vinny to the Raiders locker room and talk to Jacorian Bennett, the Ra- Raiders uh, rookie cornerback out of. Uh, out of Maryland. So that'll come up around 3.15 for uh, Jacorian Bennett. Uh, got a text here on the don'tbebroke.com text line of the 806. I'm reserving my opinion on the D until they don't get blown out when we play a contender like Buffalo. We're going to play Detroit, Kansas City, Miami, and Kansas City again. Right now this D would get blown off the field in a playoff game. Granted, they're better, but they haven't done anything yet. We finally get a few turnovers, but that doesn't make us good great yet. The caller's opinion is warranted, but not absolute. If the Pats score more than 20, then yeah, our D still sucks. Max always is a player of the week efforts. That doesn't put us in an upper echelon from the 806. Never said they were upper echelon. Never said that they were elite. Never said that they were great. Only thing I said about the defense is they're middle of the pack, which is all we've been screaming for years. I've been a member of Raider Nation long enough. I'm not some dude who just signed up for a job, right? 
I'm not some dude that is from another fan base. I'm sitting in the stands just like you. All we've been screaming for years is give me a middle-of-the-pack defense and give the Raiders an opportunity. It's not the defense's fault that the offense can't score more than 20 points. It's simple as that. If you give up 22 points a game, which is what they're averaging right now, that's giving you a chance to win. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're elite. I'm just saying when you call and say or anyone calls and says they're horrible or they're terrible, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's false. That's the only reason I would ever cut you off and change your opinion, or not change your opinion, but say that your opinion was wrong. They're giving you a chance to win. Now, if the offense doesn't take advantage, that's on them. You have an offensive-minded head coach, and you have uber talent on the offense. Uber talent. And you can't score more than 17 points, actually averaging 15.8 points, that's on you. The defense has done a good enough job to win games, and they've only played one elite team, as you mentioned, Buffalo. So... You know, you, when, when they come, they come. But that's just like everybody. Look at Kansas City's schedule. They haven't played a bunch of elite teams. Chargers haven't played a bunch of elite teams. Nobody's played a bunch of elite teams. You know, they come as they are in the schedule, and that's all you can do. And that's why at this part of the schedule they say, what, the Raiders should be able to stack some wins. If they can, great. If they can't, well, then that could be a problem. Let's get one quick call in real quick. Let's go out to the phone lines talk to Raider Reggie. What's on your mind, my man? My man, I'm going to try to be real quick. One thing is, I might be slow to be rah-rah, but I give a man credit where credit is due. If you do something better than you did last play, I'm going to give you a shout-out because you stepped up and changed what the result of that last play was. So these games where they've been holding these scores down is great. So like you said, if our offense could get it together enough, score 21 points, score 25 points, we got wins up in here. So I, I can't stand when people just – all they know is negative. And I get it. I get it that you're so upset. Because, I, man, I'm going to tell you, I took a break. from, And you know it. I, I haven't do. been calling in or nothing. Because I don't want to waste a lot of energy and just get let down. You know the cycle we go through. Oh, I do. Happy and excited about the new season. Let down. Happy and excited we got to win. Let the, it's like, man, my stomach can't take it anymore. So, <laughs> um, but real quick, Raider Nathan, I need your love. I need all the support I can get. You know how I was in the one commercial that everybody's talking about. We got another opportunity for another commercial, but guess what? They put it in my hands to look out for some real Raider Nation fans and not actors. So I need as many of y'all as I can to hit me up on Twitter, wherever you see me at, Silver and Black Panther, Raider Reggie, Global Raider Nation. Check me out and be on standby for October 18th and October 19th. It's going to be something special, man, and I need real Raider fans to be there and support it. I like it. I like it. Raider Reggie with the casting call right there. Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Raider, 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 Reddy's, Raider Reggie, I should say, is about to start his own agency, my man. He's about to start his own agency. I ain't mad at that at all. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that would be pretty cool, man. The, the commercial should be dope, and the commercial that you're in is really cool as well. Uh, I remember the first time that I was sitting at the house, and I watched it, and I saw it. I was like, that's Raider Reggie. I know him. And Raider Nation has plenty of diehard fans that would love to be a part of that. So, definitely, if you're thinking about that, hit up Reggie. And, uh, yeah, and the rest will go from there. That's going to close out hour number one of the show as we kick off hour number two. Vinny Bonsignor, he'll join us. I just saw him at the Raiders facility. We'll talk to him next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.